Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. So I guess the big news uh, yesterday was that Michael Cohen was sentenced to three years in prison for the hard work he's been doing um, over the <laughs> last several decades. Uh-huh. Uh, just such a good hard worker that, uh, you know, I think he, yeah, he just got in trouble because he's, he's such a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Strange, though, that they're willing to separate him from his family. He's going to have to go to the the jail alone. You know, his family left behind. How can you do that to a person? Oh, that's right. He's American. He's an American citizen, so you can go ahead and separate him from his family. I see what you did there. See what I did there? I mean, that was, well, you were under the radar. <laughs> and then just poof, the point hit home. Uh, I was kind of surprised that he actually got jail time. I thought because he'd given so much information, maybe that's what he was doing in exchange for no jail time, but yeah. nope. Yeah, I read somewhere that it's been overblown how helpful he has been, but... Really? I don't know, man. He seemed pretty <clears throat> contrite, so yeah, it seems like... Yeah, and he seems you know pretty anti-Trump now. Yeah, if he had the point. goods you know, that they could have really moved with, I think that uh, maybe that would have uh, helped him, but... Uh, but no bananas. Yeah, so. Um, all right. Also, a couple of groups of Central American migrants uh, made separate marches on the U.S. consulate in Tijuana yesterday, uh, day before yesterday, demanding that they be processed through the asylum system more quickly and in greater numbers. We're just not moving fast enough for them. Look, they took the time. They bothered to come here. Yeah. And uh, and cross our border illegally. The least we can do is speed up the process for them and make it more, you know, comfortable yeah, and yeah. convenient for them. Yep. But what if we don't? They also have demanded <laughs> that de- deportations be halted. Uh huh. And that President Trump either let them into the country or or give them fifty thousand dollars each what? to go Who home. You think you are? <laughs> Shut they, up. Key, you. They are the people who took the time. Took the to, time. To hop a bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get all the way here. Even though they weren't invited. <laughs> it's like going to somebody's house you don't know. Yeah. Banging on their door and saying, either let me in or uh, pay me $50,000 to leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> nice extortion uh, effort, but uh, no. No, thank you. And this is, you know, come on. You know George Soros is orchestrating all of this. You wait yeah, a somebody week, certainly you is. Storm the consulate. <laughs> you ask for fifty thousand. And I guess they're, you know, they just think they'll, they'll beat us down eventually, and we'll just let them in. All right, it's not worth it. Just let them in. Let them in. It's a one month anniversary already of their arrival in Tijuana. Oh, Man, we've hardly known you. Um. So now they're they're pressing the U.S. to take action, uh, and I guess some of the numbers are dwindling now. About six thousand first arrived at the city's uh, shelters. Seven hundred. A little more than 10% have voluntarily returned uh, to their country of origin. 300 have been deported. 2,500 have applied for humanitarian visas in Mexico. Um, the group of unaccounted migrants, about 3,500 now, are presumed to have either crossed illegally into the U.S., moved to other Mexican border cities, or they've just fallen through the cracks. That's great. Uh, the national Mexico's National Institution of Migration didn't respond uh, to a request to verify those numbers. 
the first group demanding action, maybe a hundred of them, got to the U.S. consulate at about 11 on Tuesday, 11 in the morning. They said they were asking the Trump administration to pay him $50,000 each or allow him into the U.S. <laughs> no, the, no. The unmitigated <laughs> gall uh, of these people. Hey, I mean, can you... I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it possible unless I witnessed it every single day on this uh, immigration situation. When asked how the group came up with the fifty thousand dollar figure, uh, organizer Alfonso Guerrero Uloa of Honduras said they chose that number as a group. May seem like a lot of money to you, but it's a small sum compared to everything the United States has stolen from Honduras. Oh, oh, right. Right. Because Honduras yeah, is oh. so rich in resources yeah, yeah, yeah. and natural beauty. It probably is beautiful. I'm, I'm sure it probably is. But, uh, man, the wealth we've taken from Honduras mm-hmm. has really made us what we are today. The wealth we've, what we've stolen Somebody, from Honduras? Yeah, somebody's got to say it, Pat. So thank <laughs> that you for, Somebody did. Yeah. So thank you for saying it. Mr. Ulua. Aloa, I think. U-L-L-O-A. Yeah. Uh, the group's letter criticized American intervention in Central America. They gave the U.S. consulate 72 hours to respond. Okay. Or what? else what? Or what? Honduras is going to declare war on us? They haven't decided. They actually haven't decided what to do exactly if their demands aren't met. Oh, no. <laughs> actually you... says. Yeah, they haven't decided exactly what they're going to do about it if we don't give them what they want. Uh, Uloa said, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll decide that as a group. <laughs> okay, yeah, keep us posted that. on that, yeah. would you? Mike check. How do you say Mike check in uh, in Spanish? I don't know. Maybe somebody will uh-huh. let us know, though, at uh, 888-900-3393. Let's find out. Right now, there was a second le- letter that was delivered around one uh, twenty in the afternoon on Tuesday. That came from a separate group of caravan members. <laughs> okay, we'll have it here. Asking the U.S., uh, to speed up the asylum process. We're getting tired of waiting for you guys. Move this along. <laughs> Specifically, the group asked U.S. immigration officials to admit uh, up to 300 a day to come in uh, under asylum. Currently, U.S. officials admit between 40 and 100 a day. The group of migrants say the slow pace violates American and international laws. Uh, that call for immediate process. Well, I'm not sure that our laws take into consideration the fact that you're coming here in in groups of thousands at a time. Wow. Uh, in the meantime, families, women, and children who have fled our countries continue to suffer. Yeah, I. you know, you maybe should have thought of that before you left and came here. Uh, just demanding to get in. Because you were told every step of the way... You're not going to get in. We're not allowing you in. We're sending the military, in fact, to keep you out. It's just amazing. It's they're amazing. Gonna, they're going to decide as a group. what They're going to decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, they're going to gather around. And in the meantime, they continue to suffer. And the civil society of Tijuana continues to be uh, a force to confront this humanitarian crisis. Humanitarian crisis. A refugee yeah. crisis caused in great part, they say. By decades of U.S. intervention in Central America, what a what a bunch of crap! It it is caused by the unbelievable incompetence and corruption of the governments of Central and South America. 
That's that's what it's caused by. The second group came from uh, the second letter came from a group of about fifty migrants, including fifteen who participated in a hunger strike that oh, also no. demanded oh. a swifter asylum process. Oh well, you don't want them to be hungry. I don't. Uh, wait, you're telling us you're you're not going to have lunch today if we don't admit? Ah, boy, you're making this hard. Yeah. Now I care. <laughs> no. I'll tell you, it's kind of up to you if you're if you're going to not eat. Yeah, I never understood right? how hunger strikes worked. You know, it's like okay, no. So I'm not going to give you what you want, and mm. well, and, then I'm not going to eat. I'm sorry, you're not oh. going to what? No, I'm not going to eat. Well, that's not oh, going to bother okay. me. <laughs> I'm going to go down to Chick Fil A. Do you need anything? No, I'm not going to eat. Are you sure? Because okay, give me a chicken sandwich. Okay. Wait, that doesn't sound like you have a lot of principle working there. Oh, uh, it's Chick Fil A, right? Yeah, chicken too tasty. <laughs> chicken too tasty. Chicken too tasty. All right. Well, uh, I, you know what I feel bad for all, all this is Tijuana, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's their own government's fault. It's Mexico's fault. It is for allowing this to to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. And they and. They've done it over and over again. Just look the other way. By the way, uh, Honduras in Spanish uh, means depths. Your country is named depths. <laughs> D-E-P-T-H-S. What a strange yeah, what that's that? etymology. Interesting. Huh. Anyway, um, what a crap can country. Um, one of the migrants said, a lot of people are leaving because there's no solution here. We thought they'd let us in. Why? Why did you think that? Why? You were told... Over and over and over again, you're not going to get in. We're not letting you in. Go back. <laughs> but Trump set the military instead of social workers. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, I guess just should have welcomed you because you wanted to come in. So the only thing we can do is say, all right, come on in. The mindset here, the the entitlement is it's almost inconceivable. But I keep using that word, and I don't think it means what I think it means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two groups are, were unaware of each other's demands, but both said their messages were well-received by the staff of the U.S. consulate. I bet. <laughs> well-received. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye now. They gave us a warm welcome. They were very kind. Uh, she said she'd send the letter to the recipients. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, well okay. then. That's on a slow uh, boat back to D.C. Then. Enough said. That's fine. I'm sure President Trump's probably going over some of the details right now and trying to work it all out for you. <laughs> He's probably sending Chick-fil-A. Uh, the letter said the group is made up of families, women and children, of course, as we've seen over and over again. The the just proliferation of children that are in these groups. You almost never see a man between 18 and 40 yeah, it's a rare, it's like a it's unicorn. Really, yeah, it's really, it's really rare down there. Um, so they are fleeing poverty, insecurity, and political repression under the dictatorship of one Orlando Hernandez, and I guess that's our fault too. Um, their letter also asked the U.S. to remove him from office. Now they're bitching about U.S. intervention, mm-hmm. and then in the same letter, they ask us to remove. Their leader from office. <laughs> uh, okay, something doesn't really work here. I thought you didn't like that. Uh, you can't. On. You can't have it both ways, people. Or what you could have done. They only want intervention. Yeah. That they approve. Right. I guess. Um, Next time, don't leave home 
when you want your leader ousted. Just stay there and oust him. Right? 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 <laughs> Come on. And by the way, next time you leave home, don't leave home without your papers. Mm-hmm. Like your, I don't know, your invitation to come. <laughs> After you've gone through the process and we said, yes, you can come legally, then that will help a lot. Wow. Listen to this. Uh, just really amazing. Listen to this. They declared their independence from Spain in 1821. How many internal rebellions and civil wars have occurred in the country since 1821, Pat? Any, you can hmm. guess within, I'll let you guess within 100. Jeez. 300 wow. internal rebellions and civil wow. wars have occurred in the country, uh, including some changes of regime. Well, you know, at some point, uh, you're going to get it right at this rate. So uh, you you keep. I don't know. Their pitching. odds are pretty bad so far. <laughs> the the results don't look good right now. Yeah, they're zero for three hundred apparently because they're still horrible. Oh. Yeah, I mean, hell, they they had they had a thirty year war over a soccer match. That's not a joke. Um, there's a uh, somebody tweeted out I don't know about a month or so ago that uh, it's called the football wars, and uh, it was between El Salvador and Honduras. And mm-hmm. I think I forgot who was crossing into who, but. Um, uh, the Honduran economy was bad, and so El Salvador immigrants came over there. And they get, they fought over immigration. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, I think it was um, yeah, it was because El Salvador had immigrants going into Honduras. Oh, the irony! Uh, they, it's that lost. that irony is lost on them. They they don't. I mean, it's it's like Felipe Calderon when he made that statement when he was here demanding. Uh, that we allow everybody in and that we make them all citizens. And then he's asked by Wolf Blitzer years ago, so are you saying that when people come into Mexico, you just let them stay and work? Oh, no, no, no. If they come in without permissions, we send back them. I mean, how do you not see the irony? there? How do you not see the hypocrisy there? I mean, seriously. This was when when migrants from El Salvador crossed into Honduras and um, and... And then Honduras blamed their economy that was collapsing on this cheap labor. Mm-hmm. And then they met in a soccer mm-hmm. match. And mm-hmm. that's when the war started because of the, the, the tensions around the game based on the immigration situation there. Mm. I mean, the hypocrisy. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's pretty amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 933 Sumi in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Oh, hello. Hey. Yeah. I, I think... Uh, Maybe after uh, after they don't get what they want, maybe they'll drop to the ground and kick and scream. <laughs> well, yeah, if they throw a tantrum, we got to let them in then, right? Yeah. Yes. Maybe their supporters across the country will show solidarity and join them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sumi. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a weird situation. What an unbelievable situation. Seriously, the tr- this truth is stranger than any kind of fiction. If you made this up in a movie and, and put it on the big screen, people would laugh it out of the theaters. They'd be like, that can't happen. And it happens every single day in the United States. It'd every still be, day. It'd still be better than an Al Gore flick. Ah, it's pretty hard to get better than an Al Gore flick. Yeah, yeah it's, right. it's hard. My bad. You know, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. when you... Don't have clean ears. When you got that stuff built up and it jams in your ear and it makes everything sound weird uh, coming into your ears. You can't hear as well. And when you talk, it sounds like you're t- speaking in a tunnel. Uh, and then you try a cotton swab and that just pushes everything further back. Or, you know, candling, which catches your skull on fire. 
Probably not a good idea. No. There is a great system. It's called the Wax RX system. It's reusable. It was developed by physicians. It's like what they do in their office. It's virtually the same thing, just for a lot less money, and you can reuse it, so you're going to save a ton of money. Doctor-developed Wax RX system has a special wax softening drop to break down the earwax inside, and then there's a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush everything out. And then a pH-conditioned formula rinsing and soothing your ears. Uh, you're going to love this stuff. If you've had that problem and you just can't seem to get uh, get it past you, get behind it, uh, use WaxRx. Go there now. Use WaxRx.com and order your system today. Use the offer code radio and you'll get free standard shipping. It's usewaxrx.com. Mr. Classic. Pat Gray Unleashed. Love this story, too. Uh, California is considering taxing your texting. State regulators have been ginning up uh, a scheme to charge a fee for text messaging on mobile phones. To help support programs that make phone service accessible to the poor. There we go. <laughs> All right. Wireless industry and business groups have been working to defeat the proposal now scheduled for a vote next month by the California Public Utilities Commission. It's a dumb idea, according to Jim Wonderman. <laughs> <laughs> this is how conversations take place in this day and age, and it's almost like saying there should be a tax on the conversations we have. It's unclear how much individual consumers would be asked to pay uh, for texting services under the proposal, but it likely would be billed as a flat surcharge per customer. One of those irritating fees that you never pay attention to. So, And that's what they're counting on. They're counting on just putting this in your bill and just another one of the many stupid fees that you have to pay, and you won't complain about it. It's, I mean, that, that bill gets longer and longer with these fees. I mean, I should have brought in mine today. It's uh, like, you know, like your city fee, your yeah. FCC, your state fees, user Shut fees. Up. And that's why when you sign up for a $40 program, it's a $40 a month fee, you end up paying closer to 100 bucks a month for it. That's why, because of all the hidden fees that just drive you out of your mind. Uh, 888-900. Thirty-three ninety-three. But but if this is California, if they add this, mm-hmm. uh, good for them. The, the, yeah, well, good for you, California. Except it usually spreads. You, that's the problem. Yeah, that's right. But those are the same people that'll be fine with that. Will <laughs> be complaining that a big bank charged them a buck fifty to get money out of a competitor's ATM. Right. I know, but you know, you, right. you, on my phone bill, and it's hidden and all this stuff. Or at at least helping the poor. At least using a foreign ATM is something you have control over. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Yeah. But this is a fee you would have to pay. Well, you don't have to have a cell phone. No, you don't. No, that's true. Plus, you don't want to help the poor get phone service? No, I do, but I want that to be my decision. You know, maybe I contribute to some sort of fund or whatever. Mm, I don't know. I just don't want the poor to necessarily be killers if they don't get a a (laughs) phone out there in poor town. Well, we we learned from George W. Bush that poor people aren't necessarily killers. <laughs> in fact, they uh-huh. they they might not be killers, but but they don't have to kill. But if you don't just because they're yeah poor, 
Uh, they probably will. Yeah. Probably kill a lot of people before be, they're done. Going to be angry they don't have a, a Because phone. they're not rich. Just because you're not rich mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to kill people. <laughs> Can I interest you in a phone? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, now we got to get to Maxine Waters because um, she's a delight. If there's anybody who you can describe as an absolute delight in this country, it'd be Maxine Waters, wouldn't it? Uh, no, but yes. Okay. <laughs> she uh, she's been on this impeach Trump kick for quite some time, and uh, she was on MSNBC yesterday uh, talking about the effort. Here's what she had to say. Well, absolutely, and let me just say this. All of the descriptions of what would happen if we move to impeach Trump are basically excuses. Excuses Hmm. because, you know, uh, maybe they don't want to fail at it. Uh, Maybe they believe Hmm. that Trump will cause a revolt. You know, you talk about Mm -hmm. violence, you know, and they accuse others of violence. This president basically said, if you move to impeach me, my people are going to revolt. And maybe some of that is resonating uh, with, you know, the senators, the members of Congress, Republican or Democrat, but they are derelict in their responsibility. The Constitution gives us the responsibility uh, to impeach a president and others in government if, in fact, uh, they are guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, which we define. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, she is crazy as a loon. I, I don't understand who her constituents are that just keep putting her back in office over and over and over. Are you not embarrassed by this woman? Seriously? I don't care what your political bent is, what your ideology is. How do you abide that? Year after year, term after term, she's just stark raving nuts. And she had more uh, talking about how dangerous President Trump is. I believe that this president is dangerous. I think he has undermined our democracy. I think he's aligned himself with the enemy, with Putin. He loves dictators. He has literally uh, undone some of the good public policy that has been created for the safety of the citizens of this country. And I believe that he certainly qualifies for impeachment. We may never Hmm. get it done. And maybe Democrats fear that somehow if we move to impeach him, Hmm. maybe his base will grow larger. I don't think so i think they're going to shrink mm. i think that base is going to mm. shrink because mm. they're going to see huh. who this president really is he's talking about closing down the government he's going to uh-huh. hurt some of the very people he claims uh, to want to support many of these people are just workers out there people who living on their paychecks day to day and i want you to know they cannot afford to have their paychecks cut off uh, because this president is going to close down the government he deserves to be impeached she's and she's leading that charge despite the fact that the leadership in the democrat party has begged and pleaded with her to back off yeah and and one of her concerns is that trump is going to incite violence yeah no that's all she does oh my gosh this is like else this is like Honduras again uh <sighs> anyway um here's what here's what just a little reminder mm-hmm. Of the violence that she has tried to incite uh, against Trump and his supporters. If we can't protect the children, we can't protect anybody. If you see anybody mm-hmm. from that cabinet in a restaurant, anybody in a department. 
Right. At a gasoline station. Tell them they're not welcome. Push back on them. Tell them this is this is not America. They have no right to be out in public. They have no right to their opinions and their points of view. Tell them. Tell them that if they don't fall in lockstep with Maxine Waters, uh, they don't deserve to be in this country. Wow, this loudmouth is... Uh, you talk about a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. She she might be the most dangerous person in America, the way she's inciting people like this. And she's not helping the Democrats at all. Look, I certainly don't want to help the Democrats in any way because uh, they're mostly they're not even Democrats anymore. They're, it's a socialist party. But um, she is a detriment to their party and... I you know I don't know how they don't do something about it. I, I censure her. Uh, don't seat her. I mean, yeah. You you talk about the process of impeachment. We should use it on Maxine Waters. Oh, that's neat. She's the ranking member on the House Committee on Financial Services, so she's going to be running that show now. Yeah, exactly. And she's already said she's going to subpoena uh, Trump. Endlessly, um, come January when when the uh, when the new Congress takes over, look out because it's going to be nonstop. It is going to be an endless series of investigations, um, uh, subpoenas, indictments, uh, digging through Trump's businesses. I don't think they're even going to talk much about. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to give up on the Russia thing eventually. But what they'll do is probe his business and, you know, he's got a lot of business deals that you can look into <laughs> and they're going to do it. It's just, it's agonizing. Um, but for it's some 2018, reason, baby, 2018 rolling on. Yeah. And this is going to roll into 2019 mm-hmm. and gain steam. I mean, we, we haven't seen anything yet because they haven't even taken, they haven't even taken over in the house yet. When that happens, look out. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also yesterday, we had Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC and the, of course, Morning Cup of Postum uh, talking about Trump and his supporters. And she had some interesting things to say as well. So, Joe, I I just I have to ask because I don't think there I. I can't think of anyone here who could put it more clearly than you. Um, I understand that J- Donald Trump doesn't care. Heilman uh-huh. makes a good point. Doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't care, care about Jamal Khashoggi. Why doesn't Mike Pompeo care right now? Right. Uh, are the pathetic deflections that we just heard mm-hmm. when he appeared on Fox and Friends, is that a patriot speaking or a wannabe dictator's butt boy? Whoa. A what? I'm, I'm sorry. Dead serious. I'm asking. <laughs> She's serious. She's asking. Is it a wannabe dictator's butt boy? Wait, what? <laughs> Did you just, first of all, use a disparaging homophobic <laughs> phrase? Wow. Is that, is that you're accusing him uh, of something there? And a, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound complimentary. Banner to, day for MSNBC yesterday between wow. that comment and Maxine and Waters' Maxine, tirade. Good yeah. Grief. It's a fun network. Yeah, they're they're trying to catch up to CNN again because they've fallen behind in the Trump bashing and in the insanity. But uh, yesterday they caught up nicely. <laughs> it's, 
That's great. Wow. A wannabe is Mike Pompeo, a wannabe dictator's butt boy. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> how do you get away with that? Why is that okay? Wow. If somebody on Fox had oh. said that, oh my can you, gosh. Can you imagine if that were Sean Hannity? Uh, that would be the what we'd be talking about today? Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's all they'd be talking about is how homophobic that comment was. They'd, there'd be boycotts of his show. Uh, the sponsors would mm-hmm. be inundated now. Oh, man. 888 Let me tell you about home title fraud. This is uh, a crime that's exploding across America, unfortunately. This is something I didn't even know about until just a few months ago. But as soon as I heard about it and knew that it was a possibility and saw them demonstrate how easy it is to steal your home's title off the Internet, I knew I had to have this protection because uh, there's nothing that no identity program that you have up until home title lock uh, protects you from this. So thieves steal your line, they just their your uh, your mortgage, your title, and they transfer it uh, to a quit title deed and do some damage and to they, your name. And then they take out loans against uh, against your property, <sighs> and then you get stuck with the bill. Now, if you own a home or rentals or you have elderly parents, what a great Christmas gift this would be somebody so you can get that peace of mind. It's just pennies a day, and they'll put a barrier around your home's uh, title and mortgage. Could already be compromised. Find out by signing up at Home Title Lock for a free title scan and report. $100 value. They'll throw that in. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. News won the uh, cable race for the year. That's no surprise. They always do. Kind of surprising, though, that they delivered their highest primetime audience in their history. Wow. Uh, They averaged 2.5 million viewers in primetime, an increase of 3% uh, from 2017. Marked the first full year of the network uh, and their new primetime schedule without Bill O'Reilly and Megyn Kelly. Um, so overall, they were number one in basic cable, fifth overall on TV, behind only you know NBC, which got had six and a half million primetime viewers. Now this is with scripted shows and all that. That's not that's not just the news division of NBC. So NBC, CBS uh, was second. ABC, so CBS. Wow, they've they've come down a ways. NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox News. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. That's really impressive. Strangely, MSNBC also had a record-breaking year. They had their biggest numbers ever. They were in second place uh, with 1.8 million viewers average in primetime. Wow. And then CNN, uh, a little bit different story. Third place, uh, they averaged 990,000 viewers in primetime, a drop-off of 6%. Good. So when... Will they ever learn, you wonder? It was interesting because for a while, CNN seemed to be on the right track. They were, they were more objective and they were doing some interesting specials and mm. uh, some programming that was not necessarily political. And I thought it was pretty good. And then Trump. And then, and then Trump. And they took a hard turn left. Big time. Mm. Uh, 888 thirty three ninety three. 
And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Blue Nation Grant uh, tweets about the fees for texting California. Mm -hmm. Another reason I'll never live in California. Uh, From Steve, used to be a joke when we said Democrats will tax the air we breathe. Today, this joke is a reality. No kidding. Wow. And I mean, they're literally doing that with the carbon taxes and all that. Yeah, and where is it? Uh, I think literally. Vermont, where you uh, they tax your view. If you have a good view from your house of the mountains or something. Oh, jeez. I mean, it's just out of control. <laughs> uh, Keystone Pig tweets, just think. There was a time when citizens nearly went to war over an excise tax on whiskey. How far we've fallen. The Whiskey Rebellion? Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? Anybody study U.S. history? Like 1789, 90, 91? That was cute cute how you just threw that out there. Anybody study American history? No. No. Of course. (laughs) What a faulty premise, Whiskey rebellion, what is that? I've never heard of it. That's something to drink to. That's amazing. See, Americans were pissed off in the beginning about taxes. Now we've just been beaten so much over the last 240 years that, I I don't know, maybe we're too beaten down now and we just, Mm -hmm. you're you're like an anti-government kook if you complain about taxes. (laughs) Uh, Smallmouth Bass Kurt tweets, when is the rally to burn dictionaries? Yeah. Words have no meaning anymore. That's true. Yeah. What, I mean. It's getting there. I mean, we are getting there. So you might think, all right, maybe I just do something this weekend to get my mind off of it. Okay. Maybe I just go to a movie. What's what's opening this weekend? Where are we going? Um, Well, let's see. We've got Mortal Engines, which I don't know anything about. That opens. Oh, you know the... uh, Clint Eastwood movie, The Mule. Have you yeah, seen the previews yeah. on oh, that? Gosh, how can you avoid? It's like them? a they're everywhere. Eight hundred and thirty-two year old <laughs> drug dealer or something. <laughs> he's, he's like a guy who transports drugs, and uh, it looks pretty good actually. It, it does look good. That starts tomorrow. Uh-huh. Then one that I've been hearing a lot about, um, but I don't know. I can't get excited about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. But it's a big deal. I, I guess if you're into the comic book series, it's probably highly anticipated. So how many is this now? 803, I think. This is this, So this is Spider-Man Part 803? Mm-hmm. They've rebooted this thing so many times. Weird. It's like, good golly. What is the obsession? And this one's a cartoon. What? Yeah, it's a cartoon. It, well, it's animated. Okay, whatever. Uh, a movie called The Favorite opens tomorrow. Another Deadpool movie? Once Upon a Deadpool? Didn't they just have Deadpool 2? Mm-hmm. Oh, and this one's PG-13, so it's the first non-R-rated Deadpool. Hmm. Uh, Beyond White Space, which I've also never heard of. The House That Jack Built, Capernaum, If Beale Street Could Talk, and The Wedding all open uh, this weekend. But So next weekend is going to be the big weekend because Aquaman yeah, uh, I see that. hits theaters next next week. Aquaman looks really good. And I've seen some reviews that, of course, they say this all the time, but they say it might be the best superhero movie ever made. Apparently, it's pretty spectacular. That was that was the uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. So can't be. <laughs> I disagree with that. Can't I, be Aquaman. I somewhat disagree with Ant Man and the Wasp. I am the only person the... who has ever said I think <clears throat> that that is the best. Uh, yeah, I didn't, one of the series of Marvel movies. Didn't like it. And I liked the first one. I was, and based on your recommendation, I was expecting to really like. Maybe that was my problem. See, yeah, I maybe I up. expected too much. I did. I pulled a Glenn Beck. Yeah, it's I, the greatest movie of all time. And you get like ten and minutes, you're in like, and you're like, that was I could pretty be much not folding laundry uh, right now. 
<laughs> Enjoy myself more. Glenn does dishes. have a tendency to uh-huh. raise expe- expectations on movies. And uh, then you go and you think, no, that's oh. not you know all. What? You know what it is? The, some of these um, comic book <laughs> movies aren't realistic. And you're right. That one definitely was not realistic because it was based in San Francisco and San Francisco looked really pretty in that movie. It was yeah. a beautiful they city. They didn't show any of the poop piles. None of, none of the piles of poop. That exist in San nope. Francisco. Nope. So it wasn't real. I mean, it, it was, was not. It was obviously just... And I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough to go with them on that. I mean, that was a fantasy movie yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something called Second Act opens next week with Jennifer Lopez. Did we miss the first one? I, I did, so you won't probably understand the second act. Uh, Bumblebee, yet another Transformer movie. I think this is a prequel, right? Give up. On the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee Hmm. finds refuge in a junkyard in a small Californian beach town. Huh. Yeah. What what a unique (laughs) setup for a Transformer movie. Huh. Man, they've gone into the future. They've gone back to the past. They've been in the present. Okay, I think we get it. We get it. <laughs> they turn into cars. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I, I get it. Yeah. I, oh, you spoiler just alert. for me. Man, come on, Pat. Sorry. Guy's a Volkswagen bug. Oh, oh man. Pat, <laughs> you're ruining it for me, man. <laughs> I suppose you're gonna. next thing you're going to tell me is there's a big rig that's in charge of everybody. Yeah. What? Yeah. Pat. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, welcome to Marwan. Oh, have you seen the previews of that with this with Steve Carell? Nope. Very strange. It's supposedly based on a true story. Mm. This guy gets brutally beaten by a group of thugs and causes him some kind of, you know, brain damage. And so he creates his own world so he can kind of deal with things. Hmm. And uh, apparently it's uh, it's based somewhat on a loosely based, I guess, on a real story. Uh, Then Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. I didn't I don't know anything about Bird Box. When a mysterious force decimates the world's population. Only one thing is certain. If you see it, you take your life. What? What are we doing here? If you, I guess if you see a bird box, you uh, you have to kill yourself. What's a- Facing the unknown, Mallory finds love, hope, and a new beginning only for it to unravel. Now she must flee with her two children down a treacherous river to the one place that's left to offer any sanctuary. But to survive... They'll have to undertake the perilous two-day journey blindfolded. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I saw the previews on this. Does it look good? Yeah, it looks interesting. Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so anyway, things are heating up. And then, of course, the big movie, the big one, the one we've all been waiting for. What do we got? What, what, what? what? Christmas Day. Yes! Like almost, well, it's two weeks away from... uh, Oh, yeah, it's two weeks from Tuesday. Or 12 days from, so we're already. from the big day. And the big yeah. day not being Christmas, not being the birth of the Savior. No, no, <laughs> no, 12 days from now, what comes out in theaters? The Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie, mm-hmm. which is called uh, uh, On the Basis of Sex. Yes, thank you. Where she's a, she's a freedom fighter for women. Uh-huh. And then she stands before an appellate court judge. No, and not unborn. Is, is it ever a powerful? Women. Pow- right. No, no. Don't worry about unborn women. They're no, not no. really women. Uh-uh. Are they women? No. They haven't grown into women yet. Could be an alarm clock. In there. I don't we know don't what's know. in there. Right. 
some kind of tissue. It could be Kleenex, uh, maybe a whole box of Kleenex, but still, huh. it's not human, right? No, no, no. But we're gonna we're gonna be treated to this. The word "woman" does not appear even once in the U.S. Constitution. Nor does the word "freedom." <gasps> Your Honor. <laughs> I can't wait. I seriously can't. I I'm actually going to see that because I I must. You know what? I'm going to it. I think constitution-loving group should stand outside of theaters, outside of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie, yeah. passing out pocket constitutions and have it highlighted. <clears throat> yeah, the word here's freedom. the word freedom. It's right here. Right it's there. Right here. here we go. All right, there we go. Enjoy yeah, your copy. There you go. Let me ask you this, what, Keith. What, what, what? How far did you have to dig into the oh, constitution gosh. to find it? Hang I on mean, a second. You know, people don't get that far. It's like, what, the 833rd uh, yeah, amendment? No, it's... Uh, it's kind of near the top, but I see your point. Yeah. It's in the um, the first, the very first amendment. <laughs> yeah, but it's just in the first word. Is it the first word of the first amendment? No. I mean, no, no it like, is not. It's no, not it even is halfway not. down. I, I rest mean, my case. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow, Nobody's digging that deep into the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think? We're all like uh, constitutional lawyers or something? No, we can't dig that deep into it. No. 888 Let me tell you about Riduzone. This is something that will help you get through this time of year with all the food. Man, oh man. I am such a sucker for eggnog, which is really good for you. Um, pies, cakes, candies. And, and, and you're standing by. These are all good for you. My daughter uh, went to some Christmas party and... They had a bunch of cannolis there, the chocolate cannolis with stuffed with this delicious cream inside. Wow. And uh, they didn't, for some reason, the people at the party didn't eat them all. So she brought up, brought us like 12 of them. Oh. I'm like, why? Oh. Why? No. Why? So this is what happens during this time of year. But Riduzone can help you out. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. What I like about it is that it is natural. It's an awesome product. And they took the OEA molecule out of olive oil, which boosts your metabolism and helps reduce your appetite. This is going to help you get through Christmas and New Year's. And it's only about $1.39 a day. You take a couple of these before you eat, and then you're just going to eat less. And it'll boost your metabolism to burn fat quicker. Go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Really good deal. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, for 30% off. <laughs> My mouth bleeding, Bert! My mouth bleeding! Zuzu pedals! Zuzu! There they are! Bert! What do you know about that? Merry Christmas! <laughs> PAT Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. We got uh, an ugly Christmas sweatshirt for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's a sweatshirt or a sweater. I guess it's a sweatshirt, a sweatshirt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we have sweaters, but it's a put that in your pipe Christmas sweater sweatshirt. Look at that. No, there it is. Oh, right gorgeous, and it comes in three different colors. And, and it's not the only thing you could get at uh, shop.theblaze.com. You can get the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed uh, coffee mug. Your coffee is guaranteed to taste better uh, <laughs> if you put it in that. That's a guaranteed fact. or it's what? A fact. Will you refund their money if if it doesn't taste better? I don't have to. I don't have to make a guarantee. I don't have to. Re- mm-hmm. No, it's okay. Just, just trust me on this. 
And you got the Pat Gray Unleashed T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So soft. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. You got the Pat Gray Unleashed ball cap. This comes in like multiple colors of the rainbow. Um, I I can't verify that myself because I've only uh, gotten the one thus far. But uh, I would like to try. But the on black all looks really good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But there's red and blue and all I really sorts like of good that. stuff. So yeah. um, check it out. Shop.theblaze.com. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. An ISIS supporting media group uh, that just days ago issued a threat with symbols of a biological attack uh, quickly seized on the Strasbourg, France Christmas market attack this week um, and warned of more assaults during the Christmas season. Um. They're still on the lookout for this guy who attacked at the at the market the other day in Strasbourg. He was apparently born in Strasbourg, but was radicalized in prison. That's a story we hear all the time. Still on the run from police, uh, but I guess he was wounded in the firefight with with police officers. And then he made a taxi driver uh, take him from the area. So the, the cab driver said, yeah, the guy's he's wounded. Um, France has increased its terror alert level. They've upped their security at Christmas markets. Uh, this guy had a lengthy rap sheet, 27 convictions, including serving time in Germany for burglary of a dentist and a pharmacy and serving time in Switzerland for robbery. Wait, what? The, the dentists keep a lot of cash on hand? <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Very strange place to rob. Mm. He was on a nat- national security watch list and was flagged as potentially being radicalized in prison, though German officials said they had no information about him having an Islamist background. He shouted Allahu Akbar during the attack. Well, that's a coincidence. And nothing that to do- doesn't mean it's religious in, in nature. Why did you put that little fact in there, Pat? Are you <laughs> well, trying to color the news or something? No, it's part of the news. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he did say it. and so, uh, That doesn't mean anything. So. He might have just... <laughs> really does. You're a, right. Might have been a loud sneeze. <laughs> it was misinterpreted. I don't know. It's possible. It's just, I don't want us to just... It's possible. ...jump to any kind yeah. of conclusions here that uh, there could be some sort of crazy connection to something else. So this, uh, this Islam- Islamist website said, wait, what's coming, O enemies of Allah? In France. Oh, well, now I, have, now I have no leg. I can't help him now. No, you can't. No. I mean, that's almost as frightening as uh, uh-huh. what Gadon the American told oh, us oh, here a few we go. years ago. <laughs> Pull every last one of Remember your this? soldiers, yes. spies, security, security advisors, advisors, trainers, attaches, hairdressers, so interior designers, every Muslim land from, from Afghanistan to Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Should so much as one single Even one, soldier so much as spy remain one. on Islamic soil? Ugh. It shall be considered sufficient, sufficient. justification yeah. for us to continue our defensive jihad yeah. against your nation and people. Okay, well, they warned us, you know. You know what really bugs me about ago. that? I mean, it's not like the threat and all that stuff. Whatever. I got it, Gadon. And, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, buddy. But it's the fact that he says Islamic soil. <laughs> I mean, say Islamic. Come on, man. And he's American. Yeah, he's right. He knows better. So, I, well, he was American. Now he's burning somewhere in the fires of hell. So um, <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Climate change activists uh, have been asked about about whether or not they'd consider changing their, their travel habits. Um, and so big businesses largely came out in support of the Paris Agreement, of course, on, on global warming. 
But the Daily Caller Foundation uh, sent out some questions to the people who are so into climate change. Mm-hmm. And they asked them whether they would give up flying in private jets. No brainer, right? Right. Okay. Now, they asked 31 businesses, foundations, and individuals who are big-time climate activists. Okay. And you would think that that all of them would get right back to the Daily Color Foundation. And say, oh my gosh. And say, oh, the, of course the, I'd give up the private jet. Tra- Absolutely. Are yeah. you kidding me? And that's what happened, right? All but two of... Of these uh, individuals, groups, or or corporations, were completely silent about it. Nobody said. I mean, well, two people said. Oh, okay. Yeah, we might we might consider it. Mm. Um. Hmm. Including former Vice President Al Gore, who didn't respond. Mm-hmm. And you know that you know that Al Gore is not willing to give up private travel. You know he's not. He's, he's not going to fly with the rest of us. No, no. <laughs> you think you're going to see Al Gore sitting next to you in the middle seat in coach? No. We can't even get or him Or even to... first class. He's not going to. Yeah, we can't even get him to turn his lights off at right. night at his house. That's right. Come on, he doesn't care. The hypocrisy, again, on this is just absolutely amazing. When they all think it's... They all believe, of course, it's catastrophic and happening right now. Right now. Yet I'm not willing to change any of my habits because of it. Oh, okay, but I should, right? Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Shay uh, something smart tweets. If you guys do more on trivia for the Redskins, skip the convenience stores. Call Democrat congressional offices instead. And don't worry, their their aides aren't any sharper than their bosses. Yeah, quite certain of that. From Piltdown Man's imaginary friend. The left loves it when the government shuts down. When the trash pickup people or teachers go on strike. Oh, Yeah, they do. Uh, they think they have a, a real issue there that they can exploit. And uh, from T.J. Toppin, so if you see the movie Bird Box, do you have to kill yourself? Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. How does that do work? Do you have a phone number, Ivan? Ivan? I don't know, because just, I just heard of the movie Bird Box, and apparently when you see it, you kill yourself? When you see the Bird when Box? When you see the Bird Box? Or when you see I, the movie? Uh, so I don't I'm know. Confused. I, I'm very or confused Or is there a scene that. in the movie where it's like revealed? It's a good question. And if you Maybe we'll it. have to, we'll find the trailer and see if we can noodle that out. Yeah. Because I, I think that starts today, right? No, tomorrow. Hmm. Starts tomorrow, I believe. Um, and we were talking about all the businesses, corporations, and individuals who have signed off on the Paris Accord. You know, they're, in, they're completely in support with the Paris Climate Accord. And they're supposedly big green businesses. Google... Facebook, Apple. So um, the Daily Caller sent out a questionnaire and tried to get responses from 31 of them on whether or not you would consider changing your policy on private jet travel because they they all travel by private jet. Uh, and al- almost none of them responded. Two responded. Two including uh, 
that, that did not include, of course, the ones who responded, Facebook or Apple or Google or even Al Gore. I mean, it didn't take the time. Lost in the mail or, I mean, it's not like sure. these are social media companies or communications companies that really be able to correspond in real time. Now, Mark Zuckerberg uh, billed Facebook for $1.2 million worth of personal private jet flights. Wow. In 2013 and 14. Um, so one of the, the one, the one company that did respond that we have their response, uh, we don't, we don't know what the other one, uh, responded, but Virgin spokesperson, uh, Michelle Mendiola said the issue at hand is not the use of private jets, but the supply, the fuel supply of planes. Oh, the real impact on climate change will be brought about by making alternative jet fuel more commercially viable and the development of more efficient commercial fleets. I <laughs> see. So it's not whether or not you take private jet flights. We, we, don't, we shouldn't be expected to give those up. Okay. So, so, so by this argument, then they can back off of guns and they can go after the way bullets are manufactured. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. That would be nice. Representatives for Al Gore also didn't respond. Um, but they did say he didn't own a private jet. Well, nobody's saying that you do. Uh, what we're saying is you charter them a lot. And he has, he has admitted that, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I take a private flight. <laughs> a private jet. Okay. Sometimes. He has also been criticized for his incredible home energy usage, which is estimated to be uh, just 34 times the average American household. Wow. 34 times as much energy as you and I use. So even though I'm burning the Christmas lights outside of my house 24-7, mm-hmm. I, I still can't hold a candle. No, please. His- no, you'd have to do that for like the next 80 years mm-hmm. uh, to catch up to Al Gore. Wow. Um, meanwhile, uh, climate change believer Bernie Sanders is also uh, heavily invested in in private jet travel. His re-election campaign spent more than $400,000 during the midterms on private jets. Uh, he disclosed a payment of just under 40000 recently to Apollo Jets, which is a New York-based private jet company that is, quote, dedicated to providing a luxury flight experience, unquote. Mm. Good, because you want... You know, a socialist like Bernie Sanders to to fly in luxury. You want that for him. You know, you're thinking income inequality and all of that, and none of his constituents get to fly the way he does, but he's different. He's looking out for us. He's special. Yes. He's fixing things for us. The campaign's latest filing submitted to the FEC late last week shows another big payment to Apollo Jets on October 30th, so that brought the total to 403000 Twenty four dollars for the midterm cycle. Grief. But hey, he's a he's but all he's, over. Yeah. He's all over the Paris Accords and and being more green. <laughs> I just uh... the hypocrisy. Yeah, you just you can't you can't overstate the hypocrisy. There's no way. Boy, this this show has just been seeped in hypocrisy with yes the the migrants and. <laughs> What what happened to um, Honduras? 
Yes. And now what these Hondurans want? <laughs> yes. Okay. And they got... want, they're demanding that we remove their leader from yeah. Honduras. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. But they're also pissed off about U.S. intervention in that's, Honduras, that's which got awesome. them into this situation, yep. of yep. course. We've got, uh, you know, Maxine Waters <laughs> saying that, oh, my gosh, Trump's going to incite violence when she has literally called for violence. Uh, it's incredible. Climate change fund. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I hurt. Uh, all right, let's see what this movie Bird Box is oh. all about. We do have the trailer uh, ready to go, okay. so let's take a look and see if this is worth watching. Somebody waking up in the forest blindfolded. How have you been feeling? Have you been sleeping any better? Oh, rough. Then again, I never slept well before. I was condition. Condition? It's called pregnancy. It's okay to say it out loud. It's supposed to be the past, right? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> hello. Whoa! Somebody oh, hello. bashing her head against something's a uh, glass door. And chaos going on everywhere. It's like... It's like the Left Behind series uh, coming mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. Oh, and now everybody's What's barely dead. On? People describe seeing an entity that takes on the form of your worst fears. Oh, my God. What are you looking at? What did you see? What is wrong with you? Please stop it. Okay. There's a Uh-oh. car crash there. We can't stay here. Every contact we have had with the outside has brought us death. Your kids. They deserve hope. Every single decision I have made has been for them. John Malkovich and uh, Sandra Bullock are in this. And I've never heard of it before. We're going on the trip now. It's going to be rough. We're in the middle of nowhere. If you hear something in the woods, you tell me. If you hear something in the water, you tell me. But under no circumstance are you allowed to take off your blindfold. kind of scary yeah it does bird yeah, box the trailer i saw was much wow. shorter and uh and the, not uh, not as all-encompassing like you that. see you see that's a netflix movie that is martin that's a said. netflix movie so, wow with sandra bullock and john malkovich looks good wow so does it come out on netflix and in theaters or is it just in theaters anybody know i'm finding out uh, it's in select theaters i think and i don't know if it's released on netflix at the same time but uh that's that's interesting. It's only got a fifty five percent Rotten Tomatoes score. Really? Mm-hmm. That looked really good. It looked yeah. really chilling, huh? In huh. a different kind of movie for Sandra Bullock, who usually does like romantic comedies. That doesn't seem like a romantic comedy to me. I mean, <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> uh. 
888-900-3393. All right. Speaking of climate change, uh, the biggest, of course, the biggest problem with uh, with the environment right now is people who eat meat. Uh, because animals, I guess, slaughtering the animals in the process of getting them to the market and all of that is just, it's killing our planet. So what people are doing now is trying to create, they're trying to create meat that's grown in a lab. So you don't have to slaughter any animals. You don't have to feed any animals. You take animal cells and turn them turn them into meat. Now this happened for the first time when a guy created a hamburger back in I think 2013. And now somebody just turned animal cells into a steak. I don't know what it tastes like. <laughs> but according to some of the reports of people who've tasted meat like this uh, in sausage form, they they said they'd be hard pressed to tell the difference. Wow. In taste. Wow. Not amazing. So eventually, though, uh, they they hope that this will replace killing animals and, uh, you know, transporting them and all the things that, that go into meat products. There's there's a company called Aleph Farms got their start with the help from uh, an Israeli research institute and incubator. It's part of a food giant that owns Sabra, the most popular um Hummus in America, which is another There's thing. A waste Yum. Of space in a hummus? container. I mean, seriously. I mean, that's some shelf Ick. space that you could put anything yes. else there and I would be happy. Yes. Ugh, so gross. It's absolutely devoid of yes. any taste, the taste or flavor. The texture. I mean, it's like... It's nasty. You know what? Check it out. You just heard in the bird box thing. It's like... Your worst fear. If you see it, it'll kill you. Hummus. Like, there's going to be like the state of hummus. hummus man marching down the, the street for me. Yeah. Mm. So based on photographs and video, they say that the it's a thin steak, but clearly looks like a steak. Um, and it's ready to eat. The smell was great when we cooked it. Exactly the same characteristic flavor as a conventional meat cut. According to um, the CEO and founder. I'd try it, you know. I'd try it. I mean, I I eat Laffy Taffy. I mean, I ain't fruit in there. They said it was a little bit chewy, same as meat. We saw and felt the fibers when we cut it with a knife. Huh. This, I mean, this will revolutionize. Yeah. I, as long as it's safe, and I don't know, are things created in a lab to be meat going to be safe? I don't know. We'll probably find out. It causes cancer in three weeks. But uh, it sounds good right now. <laughs> a lot of companies make plant-based burgers. Um, you know, a handful are trying to make real environmentally friendly beef from chicken or animal cells of some sort, bypassing the farm animals. But none have so far released a product that consumers can buy in the stores or, or a restaurant. Part of the problem is the cost. Mm-hmm. When uh, Dutch scientist Mark Post made the first beef burger from cow cells, the patty cost <laughs> its a little bit pricey, this hamburger patty. It was one hamburger patty. One hamburger patty. So it's not even a pound of meat. Okay. $330,000 is what it cost to produce. Now, I mean, that seems a little bit pricey, you know, I mean, it's, for one hamburger. It's about the price of a Wagyu cut, right? Or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. The same? Yes. Okay. Uh, getting that down to a price that consumers can pay at a restaurant is, they think, five or ten years away. So, <laughs> Which restaurant? I don't know. 
I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it it sounds a little bit nasty because you, you can't hardly, you can't imagine lab-created meat. It, I, think, I think there's a stigma to the phrase lag, uh, or lab-created. Yeah, lab it, it created. doesn't sound tasty, it's, does it? You can put anything after that, you know? It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because it sounds like it's going to be chemical or... Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily uh, delicious to the taste. But we put so many preservatives and stuff in our bodies on I a know. daily basis. You know that just. I think. I think, I think we got a couple of things working here. We got the stigma of lab created, and we've got that it's meat. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so it just makes it feel weird. They say part of the problem with the cost is that they have to feed uh, the animal cells something, and what they use now is something called fetal bovine serum. Doesn't now, that sound tasty? Now, I'm, now the I'm dinner not, bell is ringing. Nope, now I'm out. No, it's fetal bovine serum. <laughs> Doesn't that sound delicious? It's a little FBS. A little FBS never hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a standard and relatively inexpensive lab medium made from the blood of pregnant slaughtered cows. See, now I'm good. I'm, you know what? I'm, <laughs> now I may not even eat Laffy Taffy at this point. This is what is uh, <laughs> okay. Now it's now it's gross. Now now I'm grossed out. However, making a sausage uh, or a fish cake or any other product <laughs> that combines several ingredients with ground meat or seafood is nowhere near as difficult as mimicking the complex texture and flavor of steak or chicken. So some of these things are going to happen way before like steak does. Mm-hmm. So you might get some sausage from you know in a in a few years. It tastes fairly decent and was made in a lab. Mm-hmm. From fetal bovine yeah. serum. Yeah, yummy. Said? Yummy. <laughs> if the dinner bell isn't ringing right now, uh, it never will. <laughs> you can just see the commercial right now. <laughs> hey, kids. Delicious steak made with fetal bovine serum. Mm, mm. Our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> 888-933-93. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about uh, something that also... Helps you avoid nasty products. Uh, it's called Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. And the nasty products you can avoid are vegetables. If you don't like putting them in your mouth like I don't. I, I think I'd rather drink a, I'd rather drink a gallon of fetal bovine serum than eat kale or spinach or green beans. <laughs> That's true, you would. <laughs> uh, and this Field of Greens is a real superfood. It has a nutrition facts panel on the side of it because it is real food. You can see what it's made of and all of that. It's every scoop contains a full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, complete with antioxidants. It's daily clean green energy to fuel your body and make you healthier. Just go to BrickHousePat.com and give Field of Greens a try today. You'll save 15% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT, it's BrickHousePat.com, offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Well, if you want to see Bruce Springsteen's uh, last Broadway show, he's been on Broadway for the last 14 months or so. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. No wonder I haven't heard any more annoying music. You know what he does? Hmm? He uh, he sings songs. Uh, so that's a new thing for him. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guess he—I don't know if he tells some stories too. It's like it's like a concert, uh, but it's on Broadway. Okay. So and he does the same set every single night. They said if you go to it a second time or a third time, it's like you're watching a repeat of a show you've already seen. 
it's he sticks that closely to the script. Hmm. Um, but they're wrapping it up now. They're wrapping up their 14-month run. And so if you want to get in and see one of the last shows, okay, uh, now is the time to do it before the tickets go any higher. Um, the ticket would cost you $42,511 I'm sorry? A, a piece uh, right now. Wait. $42,511 a piece. I thought you were talking about tickets to a Broadway show. Those aren't yeah. worth five bucks. Yeah. What, what are we doing here? Oh, my gosh. I got to look this up on StubHub. The regularly priced seats for Springsteen on Broadway Broadway run seventy five to eight fifty, but um, I I guess he tells his life story, sings some songs, and they say it's not a traditional rock concert, and it's on Broadway, and it's Bruce Springsteen, which I I don't know why you would go to one of his concerts, let alone pay forty two thousand dollars to see one of his last shows on Broadway. But maybe, and I don't know this for a fact, but maybe since we're this close to Christmas, maybe you can get him to do Santa Claus is Coming to Town and hear that terrible rendition that's completely off key one more time. What a treat that would be. Yeah, what is the worst Christmas song ever? Because that's uh, up there. That's up there. That is up there. But so is that... uh... Barking Jingle Dogs or whatever. Okay. I hate that thing. Every year we go through this. I hate it. Um, I don't like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. I don't either, but I'm not going to let you just gloss over the the most talented dogs in the history of the world. (laughs) Come on, man. What's wrong with the barking jingle dogs? It's it's terrible. That's what's wrong with it. It's awful. And now, of course, there's the jingle cats. Really? Yeah. That I haven't uh, heard. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard something like that, yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with with if you have a nomination because I I don't know what it would be I'm kind of torn between Grandma got run over by by a reindeer we talked about a couple of weeks ago a, a song called Santa's got the AIDS remember what? I don't know that I've ever heard that one but it doesn't sound like a good Christmas song no 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 what what gave it away the title yeah yes but you can't judge a song by its title I can that's horrible <laughs> it's bad Golly. that's bad. Um, all right, Vox has a uh, a great idea for America. They say that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who you know, I guess right now is maybe the biggest star in the Democrat Party, if you don't include Beto. Uh, they say that she should be allowed to run for president right now. She hasn't served a day in office yet, and already they're pushing her for president. And they think it's ridiculous that there's any sort of age limit to run for president. 35 is um, is insane, Yeah, they say. Well, uh, So the youth should be able to run, and so should immigrants to this country. Look, who, who wrote the Constitution, Pat? It was a bunch of, bunch of old racist, racist white, white guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. Who had no reason to put any kind of age limit on it, except for the fact that you know, at 35, you've had some life experience, maybe. Maybe you have some property. Maybe you have some skin in the game, perhaps. Maybe you've developed a little bit of wisdom and experience. I mean, it makes so much sense that there's an age limit on running for president. Would you want an 18-year-old to be president of the United States? Oh, Vox thinks it'd be great. To, time to think about that one. Oh, boy. Vox's thing is young is better than old. While the law prevents anyone under 35 from becoming president, we currently have a septuagenarian in the White House whose frequent nonsensical diatribes and not- 
notoriously scattered Twitter outbursts repeatedly raised the prospect of mental decline. Now, that's a perfectly objective uh, <laughs> stance yeah. by Vox. Yeah. Meanwhile, the top two Democrats in national polling, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, are 77 and 76, respectively. There's nothing wrong with old people per se, but essentially everyone has lost a step or two, both mentally and physically, by their 70s, they say. More to the point, the really awful thing about being old is that you just keep getting older over time. We're sitting here in the winter of 2018 talking about uh, filling a presidential term that won't start until 2021 with an inevitable re-election campaign in 2024 for a term that wouldn't end until early 2029. With youth, on the other hand, it's the exact opposite situation. But You might worry that a new youthful president is underexperienced. <laughs> no, uh, yes. what? Yes, they would. But lack of experience <laughs> is guaranteed to improve with time. Well, yeah, if you survive the lack of experience in the first place. Ah, they're not making a very strong case here. No, they're really not. Besides <laughs> which, 29, Ocasio-Cortez's age, just honestly isn't that young. Oh, she shows how young she is every time she opens her mouth. She shows the lack of knowledge and experience and understanding of the world every time she speaks. Uh, look at our future president right there on the screen. Look at that. Blaze TV. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love, I love that photo of her. Good stuff. Right it's there. good what stuff. What do you mean that photo? It's like every almost photo all of, of them her. are like that. Them, yeah. Crazy eyes going, and just it looks like she's gonna like eat your face off. Oh no, no. So no. be watching for this because this is a definite thing now. People are pushing for, you know, under thirty-five year olds to run for president because you know you, you look at the activists on gun control mm-hmm. from from the school in florida mm-hmm. look how wonderful they were and yeah. how brilliant they were how about you get off your parents health insurance first then run for office yeah. Ugh. it's pat gray unleashed on the blades triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three also a pat unleashed on twitter where california unbearable tweets how much are they going to pay me to see Springsteen? Not enough. Right. <laughs> That's me too. I. Yep. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay anything to see him. In fact, if you offered me free tickets and paid me fifty bucks, mm-hmm. I still wouldn't go. I might do it for. It the wouldn't 50. be worth the hassle. Yeah. Would it for fifty you bucks? Yeah, no for way. The hassle. I forgot. I'd for the traffic, especially if stuff. I had to. If I do, I have to stay for the whole thing, or could I leave <laughs> yeah. after the first? Yeah, song? Yeah, where does it become official? It's like right. it's like more on trivia. It's like after the yeah. first song. If you're gonna pay me fifty bucks and I can leave after the first song, then maybe we have a deal. But what about parking? I'm not paying for parking. No, I'm not paying. For, then you got no, you got to pay the parking money. Too. Okay, so we got. Okay. I got to get free parking. <laughs> I got to fifty bucks and leave yes. after the first song. Good, done. right? And it's got to be close, really close to the arena. Yeah, I don't want to be sitting there in the parking lot. Mm-mm. So if it's Mm-mm. at the United Center downtown, uh, and and you're in parking lot A no. or whatever is closest, no. you nope. wouldn't you wouldn't go that far. No, 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 because okay. I don't want to. I don't like dry, driving down there. You know. Oh, I don't either. Um, That's not fun. And so uh, if I could be helicoptered in, so here we go. So helicopter <laughs> me in. Give me fifty okay. bucks. Uh-huh. I can leave after the first song. Then you'd go for fi- for fifty bucks. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Okay, yeah. uh, from Ark Builders, PA. Worst Christmas song ever which we were talking about a few minutes ago, tie between Run Run Rudolph and the soundtrack in Die Hard. Soundtrack in Die Hard, not a Christmas album. Okay. 
All right. Okay. What are you? Just to make sure. Uh, Laura Q tweets. Mmm. Lab created meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry. Jeffy will eat it. He'll eat anything. That's a and fair that point. That is true. Yeah. That is that is very very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Hey, we've got a special, really cool offer for you. Ooh, I like specials. At theblazetv.com. When you go there and enter the promo code Pat Christmas. All one word. You, it, Pat Christmas, all one word. Okay, yeah. You'll get $20 off an annual subscription. I like it. And yeah. be able to enjoy all that the Blaze now has to offer, which is a ton, ton of stuff. Of stuff. We got, be it? able to see it all on, on TV and video and all that stuff. It opens up a whole world to you. Great. Team. A whole world of entertainment. Yep. So 20 bucks off an annual subscription when you use the offer code Pat. Christmas. Yeah, and go to blazetv.com slash Pat. Who, you're mm-hmm. going to, you, you know what? You'll I'll tweet, tweet it out. You'll tweet I'll it tweet out. it out. Pat Unleashed. I, you didn't have to tell me that. I knew that. Yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, has uh, has President Trump, has he has he caved into the demands of the immigrants yet? Because um, they demanded yesterday either give them $50,000 each to leave uh-huh. or let them into the country right now. Wow. <clears throat> and see, we just, you and I just were demanding 50 bucks to go see Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, they, they want 50,000. Wow. Which is nothing <clears throat> compared to what we've stolen from Honduras, apparently. <laughs> so, so yeah, we this is a bargain bargain basement rate they're offering uh, the president. <laughs> so either let him in okay. and enjoy all that is America, the whole American experience, mm-hmm. or give them $50,000 and they'll go back home. And if you don't do either of those things, they're not sure what they're going to do. They're trying to work that out right now. Uh-huh. They actually said we haven't decided what that is, but they're going to. I hope it's a hunger strike because then I can totally not care. They were asked yesterday, well, okay, so what happens if he does, if this doesn't, if they don't do either of these things? And the leader of the group said, I, I don't know. We'll decide that as a group. <laughs> it depends on what George Soros says on our next conference call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great that these uh, caravans continue to make demands. Uh, it's really fun when people show up at your border and start demanding things when you told them in the first place, hey, you're not getting in. You're not getting in. And yet they came anyway. So isn't that sort of on them? I don't know. It's, it kind of seems like it. Yep. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, some amazing uh, thoughts from Representative Ted Lieu from California. Um. You know, years ago, Glenn made a prediction that people are just going to start taking off their masks. They're going to expose themselves as socialists. They're going to expose themselves with their agenda. And they're going to say things like, yeah, I I would love to be able to regulate the content of free speech. I can't because that pesky First Amendment thing. (laughs) But man, would I love to shut down everybody who disagrees with me. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, Here's what he had to say uh, yesterday on CNN. If I could have more than five minutes uh, to question witnesses, unfortunately, I don't get that opportunity. Uh, however, I would love to be able to regulate the content of speech. Oh. The First Amendment <laughs> prevents me from doing so. And that's simply yeah. Yeah, a yeah. function of the First Amendment. But I think mm-hmm. over the long run, it's better that government does not regulate the content of speech. I would Is urge it? these private sector companies to regulate it better themselves, but it's really nothing that I believe government can do. And so that's been my position all along. <laughs> but he'd love to. Yeah. He'd love to shut down that pesky freedom of speech thing. Seriously. God, I don't even want that power. Stop, man. No, 
because Gosh. because you want people to expose themselves and you want to have the discussion because we believe we win the discussion based on the facts and and uh, when you present your case to the American people, hopefully they're they're going to choose the right way. At least, you know, join us on that battlefield of ideas. And I think it's so it's a good thing. And when people are spewing what they spew openly and not hiding their agenda, it's better for everybody. But, of course, a lot of people hide their agenda. Uh, A lot of Democrats pretend like they're Democrats instead of socialists. And that continues. And it works for them. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh, of course at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, Michelle Obama has inspired so many people in this country, and it's it's really gratifying to see how the American people respond to this wonderful woman with incredible arms. You seen her arms? They're magnificent. <sighs> She's got these magnificent arms. I'm actually afraid to look at them. Yeah, because it might kill me. Mm-hmm. Like my greatest fear in yeah. bird box. Sometimes you can't look directly at yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're that dazzling. Um, but uh, she now has a, a toddler friend, Parker Curry, who is following in the First Lady's footsteps and writing a book of her own. Parker is writing a book with a little help from Mommy. Mm-hmm. According to Parker's mom, Jessica, uh, the book will be about a little girl named Parker Looking at Michelle Obama's portrait. Wow, that sounds like a fascinating Look book. at that, look at that, look at that. See, there she is. There, there a little toddler. There it is. Just staring at that portrait. Mm-hmm. Mm, I looked at her arms. Dang it. Oh, darn I it. can't handle that much look awesome. How dazzling they are. So the book is going to be about that. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's going to be riveting. Uh, <laughs> Parker and Obama struck up a friendship after Jessica's photo of Parker viewing the painting at the National Portrait Gallery went viral. It's also vile. Yes. (laughs) A little Freudian slip there. Uh, The two have been in touch ever since, and they reunited at a Washington, D.C. tour stop for Obama's big memoir, Becoming. Yeah. Which, by the way, incredibly, has sold over three million copies so far. Boy, Hillary. That's just unbelievable. Oh, she's got to be seething. Inside herself. I'm seething, and I've not not written a book, and it it bugs me. Um, You need to write a book. What would you write a book about, Pat, if you were going to sit down the old typewriter and start pecking away? What are you going to write a book about? Mm, foot fungus, probably. Why? Yeah, it's a, just a really, you know, I mean, that was really passionate top of, topic of mine. Yeah, top of mind there when I said, what do you want to yeah. write about? Foot, yeah. fun- okay. foot fungus. I mean, is it like- because there's that market uh, is underserved. People who are interested it's in underserved? foot fungus. Yeah, it's underserved. Like, what is it going to be like? How many a... books on foot fungus are there? Not that many. That's true. I mean, so you make a I wouldn't very have a heck of a argument. lot of competition, I think. And uh, huh. so I'd sell a lot of copies. Like a picture book? Or a lot of copies. Oh. There might be some photos in it, but it wouldn't be exclusively photos. Okay. Uh, all right. 888 <laughs> Also, we've got some actual heartwarming oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, photos to show you. Um, especially at this festive Christmas time of year, um, that on Saturday, there was a 93 year old world war two veteran named Bob Smiley and, uh, and Santa Claus went over and shared a nice moment with him. It was really kind of cool. Look at that. Look at Thanking that. him for his service. 
So there's there's Santa goes over to this uh, World War II vet and kneels in front of him and thanks him for his service. That, that is really cool. I love it. That is nice. Uh, Smiley said that for his generation, service was more about duty than sacrifice. We all went. We all served. Every boy in my high school, every boy in my high school graduating class all served. Out of 35 boys, five were killed, and they were my friends for 13 years of my life. Said he truly appreciates when people thank him for his service. That's cool. And... It's probably really especially cool when Santa Claus does it. That's yeah. a pretty good Santa, too. Mm-hmm. It might have been the real one. It was. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's not one of his helpers. That's the actual no, article right the there. That's the real one. That's what made it a story, Pat. All right. Good. 888 Also in Portland, the city council has approved a revised contract with the Portland Police Association. They apparently they, they were light on police officers. So yeah. the new contract created uh, 12 new non-sworn police specialist positions within the Bureau. Okay, Portland, Oregon. Good. Yes. They need some. They have some problems there. Uh, the public safety support specialist would be unarmed and respond to non-emergencies as well as handle several tasks that could help the Bureau better manage its limited resources. So Portland adds 12 cops. Who are unarmed. and the, But they do get to carry pepper spray with them <laughs> so do they, if anything breaks out uh-huh. all hell breaks loose which it does on a regular basis in portland yeah they got them a can of pepper spray on them back, and you spray you better not mess with them of course you know as who's gonna want to do that right as a police officer uh no thank you well i'm gonna say no to that and 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 are the police officers in Portland the even dumb. given directives to step in? Because we saw people beating on some guy's car, and the cop just standing there watching. I think that that I, was Portland. I don't think that right. they're asked to do anything there. I don't know. Jeez. I just oh boy, good luck. Hmm. A little bit like uh, we're we're becoming more like England every single day. Yep. And I think didn't didn't they arm the police officers recently in London? Not completely. There are computer. There are community they, resource officers mm-hmm. in London that are that, armed now. Yeah, no, well, aren't no, they? No, that, those are the ones that just walk around like say, "Hey, you, stop doing that now, salts." And that's like all they do. <laughs> that's all they do. Do they do it with that bad an English accent? Oh, that's bad. I thought that was spot on. <laughs> stop doing that. It'll make you look at my teeth. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Terrible. Wow, that was just so stereotyping of uh, people who are English. Yeah, but they're white, Pat. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's okay. So we're good. Yeah, we're that's good. fine. That's okay. fine. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yesterday we stumbled on these pictures mm-hmm. of of this guy who's absolutely insane. <laughs> absolutely stark raving mad. Uh he's a free climber. And for years, for like a decade, he wanted to free climb the summit of El Capitan, which is 2,000 feet of sheer wall. It's granite. It goes virtually straight up. There's almost nothing to hang on to, it seems. And, you know, people climb it with a rope or, you know, whatever climbing material they use. And uh, he, so he did that for 10 years. Mm-hmm. As he mapped out a way to climb it with no ropes at all. No equipment except his, you know, his fingers his body yeah oh. his hands and his feet yeah. that's what he had 31 years old and no one has ever successfully climbed uh, el capitan 
without any support at all. Many have died trying, but nobody's ever successfully done it until this guy. Uh, His journey became part of a a National Geographic documentary called Free Solo, which generated the highest per venue average of 2018 best theater average ever for a documentary when it was released in September. Mm. Wow. So uh, we've got some pictures of this guy climbing... Climbing this, the face, the sheer face of granite, and it's unbelievable. Look yeah, at that. Yeah, I mean, we've ah! been... he's in a little crevice there, uh-huh. and you look straight down. Oh, gosh, how high Almost, is that thing? It's two thousand feet to the summit. My word, two thousand feet down. That just makes me want to puke looking at it, man. I know, gives you that little tingly feeling, doesn't it? Oh, wow, scary, man. Guy's nuts. But, you know, I'm glad he survived it because um, many people have tried and and haven't survived it. Uh, they they did an MRI of this guy's brain because he seems to be so fearless. And uh, the amygdala, which, you know, they used to think, I guess, was the fear center of your brain. Now they think it's spread all over your brain. But his his amygdala region... When he was shown things that you should be afraid of, registered nothing. Was completely inactive. Mm. So they concluded from that, I guess, that he he doesn't have fear. He said he does. He said he's, you know, f- afraid of the usual things. But seems like a pretty cool customer climbing that face. Jeez, yeah, that is unbelievable. I would get about four feet up. Be like... Yeah, okay, so, I've gone far enough. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to... As far I'm as I trust my ankle's not breaking if I fall, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to call it done. That way I can say, yeah. I can go back home and tell my kids, you won't believe what I climbed today. I climbed that mountain right there. You really? I climbed El Capitan. Yep, sure did. I mean, not the whole way, but... Well, I mean, don't ask follow-up questions. <laughs> Just take your daddy's word for it and move on with your life. Um, this is kind of interesting. It, I didn't... This is, uh, oh, this is, is this the story Oh, yeah, so we, no, no, we we were talking about yesterday how, you know, the liberals never side with conservatives on the Supreme Court. It never goes our way. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, that seems like maybe it did happen once. Well, somebody sent us the story. tweeted us, yeah. Where it kind of did happen. Because we were were complaining about the Mm -hmm. fact that Brett Kavanaugh has already sided with the liberals on this Planned Parenthood decision. Yeah. Which makes zero sense to me. It wasn't directly about abortion but everything involving Planned Parenthood is indirectly at least about abortion and he he and John Roberts sided with the rest of the liberals and we were lamenting why does it never happen the other way well it, it kind of did in the Supreme Court case that was decided on the Colorado baker who refused to make the custom cake for the same-sex wedding they it was a seven to two ruling in favor of the Colorado Baker, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. It was written by Justice uh, Anthony Kennedy, and the two liberals who cited were... That was uh, Ginsburg and uh, Sotomayor. So, uh, that, that, they, that cited they, they were, with no, the... No, 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 no. Those okay. are the two that, that okay, were... Okay, so it was the, Kagan. The minority, yes. So flip the page there, and you'll see how it all broke down. So we got... Uh, Kennedy was joined by uh, Roberts, mm-hmm. Alito, Gorsuch, and Stephen Breyer and Elena Kagan. And I guess Clarence Thomas would have been the other. Yeah, Thomas also, of course. But the, the two liberals who did yeah. side with the conservatives 
on this one issue were Breyer and Kagan. So that's kind of interesting. It actually has happened. Mm-hmm. Pretty dang rare. One of the rarest of all occurrences of anything that ever happens in humanity, but it has happened. <laughs> yeah, one time out of four billion, uh, yes. we got we to gotta find that story. So thanks. I forgot who sent that, but thank you. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Don't forget tomorrow, um, we're, we've got uh, more on trivia going with the matchup. The Los Angeles Rams and the Philadelphia Eagles. L.A. Philadelphia. Mm, we're going to be able to get uh, convenience store workers to answer the phone in those cities? I hope so. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. Um, there is a guy from Columbia University who went on what everybody is calling a racist tirade. Um, and he's now uh, he's now potentially going to be kicked out of school, suspended from school, uh, because he's obviously... A complete racist. But listen to what the guy is yelling, and then tell me if you, if this indeed is uh, racism. He's a white guy uh, talking about. Do we do we have that? Is it the video on that? Yeah. Well, I sent it oh, in. Shoot. Uh, we don't have it. Hmm, I don't so I guess you're that. not going to be able to tell me. Oh, do you mean just yell it, or is that bad? No, probably Uh-oh. not. Oh no. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so it's yeah, it's not there. Shoot, <laughs> probably my fault. It probably is. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually it is. Let's let's be honest here. I mean, when something goes wrong with the show, it's obviously your fault, right? Here. Aren't yep. you the one who produces it? This guy. I needed one of those this guy T-shirts right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. instead, instead, um, let's show Hillary Clinton and uh, John Kerry dancing. Oh together. no! Do we have to? Okay, we got to uh, see this one. Bollywood music. <laughs> What was the occasion where this happened? Uh, There's a wedding that they went to. That's embarrassing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, what you got there is uh, that's her excuse to not go to her book tour right there, to go over to India and uh, dance like this. So that's, uh, can we? I really want to uh, get this off the screen if I could. Thanks. Yeah, that's painful. <laughs> it's actually what? painful to watch. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that was uh, where her and John Kerry were um, dancing the night away it's... at a at a wedding. Yeah, it's good stuff. To couple, Bollywood music. Yeah, a couple of uh, Democratic failures uh, for the presidency there on the dance floor at the same who, time. Who may once again be failures uh, in the coming years? It's quite possible that both of them, one or both of them, might run again uh, in 2020. So we got that going for us. Oh, gosh. Keep your fingers crossed, and uh, let's let's hope that happens. Let's just lower the uh, the age required to be president, and maybe we can get uh, get those two and Ocasio uh, Cortez in there, huh? Because that's what she wants to do. Uh, I I tell you, the Democrats have absolutely no shot of winning the White House unless unless the economy completely collapses. If the economy collapses, then and only then, I think, does that open it up for somebody like. Probably not Hillary or John Kerry or Ocasio-Cortez because she can't run. But maybe Beto sneaks in under those circumstances. Maybe. Mm. Um, 
I, I find, you know, I'm sorry that I completely failed you on the other video that you're talking about there, mm-hmm. but I see that you're avoiding like a video that I did make sure got in. I mean, you know, the, the, the animal video. Oh, it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while since I sent in a, an animal video. So you might have important news videos that, that don't mm-hmm. make it through, but uh, and this one is this one is incredibly important to see. All right, of a turkey chasing a kid. Watch this! Watch this! Watch this! You know, look and see chasing the kid. All of a sudden, look at this! Oh yeah, it's cool. See? Okay, you can kill it now. So somebody drives in yeah, the blocks, way of blocks, blocks the, the turkey. Blocks the turkey from without down running the kid. over the turkey. That was uh, or the kid yeah, or the kid. That was some skills on the road. Yeah, right there. <laughs> this is really good. Thank you for sharing that. It's been is a while it? since I gave you a uh, animal video, and I thought we uh, let's one. hope it's a while longer uh, before the next one. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm gonna look for one right now. <laughs> I know there's one out there of a dog driving oh, a speedboat. Don't look too hard. You want that one. There's a dog driving a speedboat. That actually does sound that kind does. of interesting. Shoot, I should have done that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than the turkey chasing the kid. I'll tell you that. Uh, didn't quite need the music with that, but uh, all right, my bad. <laughs> we also had a heartwarming moment that doesn't involve animals, but it does involve a moment at the Nashville airport where um, the airport kind of came to a standstill as passengers stopped and sang the Star Spangled Banner to honor the kids of fallen servicemen. Now, this one is worth seeing. This is good stuff. That's really something. Now, that's a nice moment. Is that better than the turkey chasing the kid? I think so. Mm, just I think so. Yeah. Hundreds really of people awesome. were packed into the airport waiting for their flight uh, when an attendant announced over the loudspeaker that kids of fallen service members were boarding their flight. The kids were being flown to Disneyland on an all-expenses-paid trip. Everybody at the airport stopped as the Star Spangled Banner was performed with soldiers saluting the children. The busy travelers just stood there quietly, some with their hands over their heart. Really, really cool. Um, that is nice that that can still happen in the I United States. I was just about States to say America. that. that, that in we 2018, are, we are still together enough. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Because are all those people Republicans or are all of them Democrats? No. That's a pretty good swath of people, you got to believe. So, really nice moment. All right. More on trivia tomorrow. Second hour of this program. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed.